is a BYU Sports Nation Big 12 announcement special presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, here's your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on Big 12 Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yes, indeed, happy Friday, September 10th, a date that will live forever in BYU Sports Majesty, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Power 5 co-host, <laughs> Jerem Jordan. Uh, I didn't, there was a time where I didn't think this day would come, um, where there would be a Power 5 team that felt like it needed to, you know, and wanted BYU. This is so validating. Um, I'm very excited for this two-year engagement. Maybe it'll be sooner. Who knows? Uh, TCU, what's up? We're back. We're back, baby. And, uh, yeah, BYU's joining in all sports but men's volleyball, which the Big 12 doesn't sponsor. And then BYU doesn't have equestrian rowing and wrestling. BYU to the Big 12. Like, this graphic looks amazing. Look at this. I'm so excited that the SEC invited Texas and Oklahoma to cause dominoes to fall. We needed chaos. feel like we need some other quality teams. And that BYU was an obvious choice. And that BYU today has the most validating moment perhaps in its history, not as an athletic department, but as a university. This is a great day and one for great celebration. Validation is the word that comes to mind for me. All BYU fans will remember where they were on September 10th when they found out it was official BYU is invited to the Big 12 Conference. Keep in mind, you brought up the initial dominoes of Texas and Oklahoma announcing that they intended to leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC in 2025 or not, we'll see, Yeah, 51 days ago. 51 All of this days. has taken place yep. in under two months. 51 days ago, the chaos began with those initial dominoes falling, and now BYU is a member of the Big 12 Conference. I do want to mention that uh, in the pursuit of this, that the Big 12 wasn't the only league BYU was talking to. Obviously, the Pac-12 is the other league. The Pac-12 chose not to expand, right? I think BYU is a better fit for the Big 12 than the Pac-12. I said for a while I, the idea of BYU and the Pac-12 would be awesome. But now that this is happening, obviously I'm looking for positive, amazing things to say, but I think the BYU alumni base, while yes, the West Coast is a big spot for where most of the alumni feel like they are, the Big 12 culturally fits. They're also pursuing something new and unique and different. It almost feels like, Without Texas and Oklahoma, it's a rebranded version of the league. It is excited to bring in some new blood and go to a new place. And BYU loves that identity. You you go back to the pioneers, right? Wanting to be different, do something new, do something fresh, be at the forefront of stuff. Let's go. Let's be in the Big 12 and let's go. And now some of the perceived disadvantages of BYU being independent and or West Coast Conference in recruiting in some areas, I'm not saying all, just some, that now goes away. There was one recruit that tweeted within the hour, well, that changes Oh, uh, It certainly does. You know, it's going to be in a Power 5 league in the fall of 2023. It really does change things. Now, what I hope it doesn't change, I don't want us to be pompous about this because we've mocked Utah for what they've done the last decade in terms of, oh, the Pac-12, right? Yeah, don't rush to get your Big 12 stickers yeah, just yet. Yeah, let's not do the sticker thing, right? We've joked about a billboard and the tattoos and the stickers. Yeah, but listen. There will be a conference context for the first time in a decade. I've missed that. I'm really looking forward to having a conference context, a conference race, 
being proud of your other members. Tied to big conference bowl games in football. Yes, all these things. I also want to mention this. Inevitably, the honeymoon period will end, and we will be annoyed with certain elements of schools in the Big 12. They will be annoyed with certain elements of BYU. That is called being a family, right? That's going to happen. Also this. I love this. (laughs) The smoking musket. West Virginia blogger. SB Nation. Big 12 legend Steve Young. Yes. <laughs> and they put this out when the rumors began saying, Big 12 legend Jimmer for dead. Yes. You betcha. Hilarious. We're here for it, West Virginia. Hilarious. We're here for, for it from all of the other schools. And I'd love to see the reaction from high level officials already across the conference, including the athletic director at Baylor, Mac Rhodes, the defending national champions in men's basketball. He said, Today the Big 12 conference has solidified its continued place as a Power 5 conference with the additions of BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. No doubt. They're excited. No doubt. They're on board. And, Jeremy, we have so much to discuss, but let me reiterate something from the Big 12 Conference's official press release, and I quote, the Big 12 Conference Board of Directors this morning voted to extend membership invitations to Brigham Young University, the University of Central Florida, the University of Cincinnati, and the University of Houston to join the conference. BYU, not surprisingly, put out their acceptance moments later saying, hey, we're ready. There's going to be a news conference for BYU specifically starting at 1230 Eastern, 1030 Mountain Time. Do we speak in Central Time now? Is that a thing we need to do in the Big 12? Well, it is the Big 12 headquarters, right? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Central Time has become a thing. As you mentioned, BYU begins Big 12 competition in 2023, all sports except men's volleyball. Yeah. And BYU doesn't have equestrian, rowing, or wrestling. So, uh, and, and men's soccer. One question I want to ask today is, is there a chance BYU adds any sports to be in the Big 12 with this? Who knows? Who knows? The, um, Sunday play, obviously, and they're not going to schedule BYU on Sunday. That's, that's a simple thing. I'm also excited about discussing, yeah, obviously Texas and Oklahoma are what changed from 2016, but did that initial couple of dates lead to this marriage? Like, what about that process helped here? Um, because here we are five years later. We were upset five years ago. Oh, it was the we snub of snubs. The there's value in that process of yes. them exploring all of that five years yes. ago. Yes, yes. So there's lots to figure out, right? Um, and, and what are the divisions going to look like? Are Texas and Oklahoma going to stay until 25? If so, BYU's got a couple games there. Oh, by the way, basketball going to be incredible. It'll Women's probably be the top, good. if not the second best conference in the country. Baseball's legit in the in the Big Twelve. Volleyball's really good. Um, and oh, by the way, BYU's going to bring it with the other sports. I know we talk about this, but the other sports are going to bring it. Caleb Lohner's going to be a senior in the Big Twelve. Jaron Hall's going to be a senior in the Big Twelve. I cannot wait for this. This is one of the greatest days in BYU sports history. We've waited for a long time, and here we are. We just showed you a graphic of the road to Power 5 inclusion. We'll talk about all of that. I do want to read something from BYU President Kevin J. Worthen. BYU's mission statement includes a commitment to excellence both academically and athletically. Membership in the Big 12 Conference provides more opportunities for excellence. Athletic Director Tom Homo added, We have said all along that the decisions about where we play, who we play, and what conference we compete in are about the student-athlete's first and how we can set them up for excellence competing in the big 12 stage or on the big 12 stage rather provides more opportunities for our student athletes that's what it's all about end quote we've got an a-list guest lineup coming up coverage from the news conference much more during this two-hour special of byu sports nation
Let's do this, brother. Let's go, man. Two hours on a very happy Friday. We'll be back with more on BYU to the Big 12 Friday on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Nice shot of Tyson Williams, who's uh, RB1 or 2 with the Ravens now with some injuries. Countdown to kickoff. We'll get you ready for, oh yeah, BYU and Utah play tomorrow, by the way. Saturday night, two-hour edition of Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV and the app. It's the week full of two-hour specials, including this two-hour special on BYU Sports Nation. We're live in Studio B. It is Big 12 Friday for BYU Athletics. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We welcome in one of our longtime colleagues and good friends, Dave McCann, to react on this unforgettable, monumental day within BYU Athletics. Dave, it's been a long road for BYU to get to this Power 5 spot in fact, let's walk through it, shall we? <laughs> How did BYU get to this point? It's amazing when you think about, just on our own selfish side alone of, of BYU TV, um, 11 years ago when we announced that the school was going independent, we were over in the band room at the football stadium because it was the biggest room that we could find. Uh, ESPN was there, big to do. Then we went over to the Harris Fine Arts Center basement and taped, uh, um, it might have been a two-hour special, maybe the first <laughs> that we've done uh, uh, on all of that stuff, and now we get through Independence, and here we are today going into the Big 12. We have our own building. We have state-of-the-art equipment. Our reach is global. Uh, President Worthen, I just talked to him a moment ago. They're just 10 feet away down the hall where we're going to flip a switch and do the, do the news conference, an historic one. All right here in our house, and, and uh, this is just indicative of how the athletic department has developed, the fan base has developed, but, but we've gone from the band room to the basement to BYU TV World Headquarters for such a big announcement, which all seems appropriate. It's just part of the growth, and we're right in the middle of it. Very exciting. We're about 18 minutes away from that press conference right here on BYU TV. It's official, man. Um, There was a moment where we thought maybe this happened in 2016. Yeah. Uh, Here we are in 2021. It took the SEC inviting Texas and Oklahoma. Hey, whatever reason it is, BYU got in, right? baskets are on the way. Yes, we're sending them to to, uh, (laughs) the SEC and uh, Austin and Norman, right? Um, What's your reaction to this? Because there were moments where I thought this might never happen. But here we are. It is, uh, you know, when, when the official announcement went out a, a little while ago and we're watching it on Twitter, it's just kind of like a, well, no one really, really knows what this means. You know, it, it, as far as financial growth and development, all that stuff, that's coming in the years ahead. But we know what independence was, which was a stopgap. And I think, I think it legitimizes BYU as a P5. And that's the only thing we've lacked. It's the only thing other people have been able to use against us, uh, speaking as, as, a, as a program. And so I think that was the cool thing was, was uh, today we sat down at the table. Now it's 2023, but, but, it, but it's on now. And um, I, I think every student athlete walks a little taller, holds her head high. And the students in, in general at BYU, it's a, we're a legitimate P5. And uh, no one can take that away. I, I think that's awesome. A little under 50 years ago, a guy named Lavelle Edwards showed up to take over as the head coach at BYU. Of course, he was a coordinator before that. He wasn't sure what he was inheriting, and thus began this long trajectory now from 1972 and hopefully having a winning record to BYU as a legitimate and official Power 5 member. 49 years ago, Dave. Incredible. You have to wonder what the great Lavelle Edwards would say about today. I ran into Patty yesterday at lunch, and... um, and got her up to speed on things and uh, smile from ear to ear. And we talked about how uh, 
Lavelle really is the patriarch of, of all this stuff that's taking place today. And, uh, and I was thinking there's five significant developments that have happened over the years. And number one is 1972 when Lavelle was named head coach. And then you look at, well, then there was the national championship and there was the Heisman Trophy and then there was football independence. And then there's today of BYU accepting the invitation to the Big 12. All five significant things, starting with Lavelle, would really bring us to, to where we are today. And, and you could probably think of a million other things you could add to that list. I almost put 12 on there, but I didn't want to take away from the Big 12. Today. We can only so fit just, five on a graphic. I just so went with five. But when you think about the history, uh, I wrote a story in the Desert News this week about it. 1972, Lavelle takes the field as a head coach for the first time. And he looks across the way at the football stadium, and there is Kansas State. Then you go to 1974, we go to our first bowl game, the Fiesta Bowl. Gary Scheid is the quarterback, looks across the line, there's Oklahoma State. Then you just go down the line, go to 1983. Steve Young's got three shots at the end zone, if he joins us live, he can talk about it, to beat Baylor, and we can't complete it. Baylor beats BYU in Waco. BYU responds with 25 straight victories, including the national championship. And along the way, they beat Baylor like 47 to 13. Oh, yeah, pro. next year in the By the way, we're going to see Baylor here in a couple of weeks. But then you just, you just keep going down the line. You go to Oklahoma, beating Oklahoma. The Cotton Bowl. Uh, oh, yeah, the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Kansas State, first New Year's Day Bowl. Then you look at Oklahoma, and, and, and you're just like, we've been, we've been dating for years. This marriage might seem rushed because it all came out in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, uh, but these two have been courting each other for the longest time, including day one for Lavelle Edwards. And I just thought, you know what? We have a bigger history with them than, than we thought. The Big 12 and BYU and the, the, the thought process of great people in the Midwest and the Plains is very similar to, to the thought processes of uh, the BYU fan base. It, it is a great ma- uh, marriage. Now, you, we mentioned earlier, it's a two-year engagement. Now, on campus, bishops don't recommend two-year engagements. <laughs> but I think we can make an exception here and... Uh, and, and, and enjoy life in the West Coast Conference um, for the other sports for two more years, knowing that the, the big fish is around the corner. And then for football, uh, finish this year with our P5s. Next year's a great schedule for a team that's all coming back. And we should go into 2023 with a boatload of momentum to a schedule that uh, it's going to be awesome. A senior Jaron Hall. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. A senior Jaron Hall and an older Jacob Conover and – an older whole football team. Not to mention Algier, the, maybe a senior the Algier. Team's already old, so yeah. Not to mention an incredible basketball slate. Oh and yeah, some experienced players there too. I can't wait to hear from Mark Pope. It's the best basketball league in the country. You know, it'll be very high pitched. We get rid of we we get rid of we we excuse Gonzaga and then we look at Baylor and Kansas. It's like well, now we there's pick two up of two you. Gonzagas. <laughs> now there's two. And then the ones next to them, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. They're all good. Yeah, but uh, but BYU's good and and. And BYU doesn't have to go from the JV squad to varsity. They've been playing varsity for 10 years since going independent. Obviously, you need to get deeper and all that stuff, but everything else is in play. And so is BYU TV, and, and no other school in the country has this. And uh, we saw the, the power of that when we were in Vegas uh, with that jam crowd at Allegiant Stadium. And they all came around to us and this and that because this is part of them. And we're part of, we're part of that. And... The, the BYU brand is, uh, this is a great day for the brand. The brand is as strong as it's ever been. No question. Dave, great stuff. Thanks for hanging out with us. See Much you guys more to come. Get some rest. All right, yeah, going. rest up. It's Rivalry Week night. as well. We've got a lot to do. All right, guys. Okay, stay with us on this two-hour special. We'll continue our conversations with the voices of BYU athletics, including the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. He's up next. How's he feeling on Big 12 Friday? This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation, a two-hour special on Big 12 Friday. We welcome you back to Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. Let's continue our conversations with the top voices within BYU Athletics. Joining us now is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Greg, I, I can't even sum up my own emotions. I can barely imagine what you're feeling right now, having covered BYU Athletics as closely as you have for decades now. How are you feeling on this Big 12 Friday? Yeah, I'm thrilled, and, and it's an emotional day, and I feel emotions for those who are responsible for getting BYU to this. It feels like a finish line. It's a start of many great things, but it's a finish line in a way. And it wasn't just a decade of independence. It was decades on and off the field that put BYU in a position to have this day happen. And, and Dave referenced a lot of the key dates and players, but that's who you feel happy for, are those who laid the groundwork for this to occur. Um, whether it's coaches or administrators or athletes on teams that, that gave BYU the profile it's enjoyed for all these years, all those things transpired to have this day make sense to the people making the decisions in the Big 12. And that's what's most gratifying is this, while it was a, 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 a semi-compressed process, very quick, 51 days. 50, 51 days to get it all done, <laughs> it may have come together quickly, but the process was really decades in the making. And, of course, the, you know, perhaps the most key 10 years were the decade of independence in football and WCC membership. BYU still had, um, you know, rows to plow in, in those 10 years, and they had to excel within those 10 years. And even from the last five years, 2016, let's say, till now, 2016 is where maybe the last real thought about, you know, might BYU be able to make a leap to the next level. From then till now, so many things have happened here on this campus that puts BYU um, in a different and a better position. BYU has allies today it didn't have maybe five or ten years ago, and that's a part of this as well. So many good things happened in just the proper timeline and proper time frame. There were some people out there that were able to see the end from the beginning, and, and for them, I'm very, very happy. 2023, so two-year engagement, then BYU jumps in, Caleb Lohner will be a senior, Jaron Hall will be a senior. It'll probably feel like a long two years, but uh, there's still some work to be done in the next two years to get to that point, but here we are. And one of the things I'd love to see done uh, is win a WCC men's basketball championship. Amen awesome. to that. Right? I know Mark Pope's with me on that one. It's the one thing that hasn't happened right during this decade, and they have two more years to try and get it done. Hey, it's not going to get any easier. Gonzaga is not going to suddenly drop off here in the next two years. It'll be as tough as it ever was, but it would be nice to kind of hang your hat on that and say, yeah, we left an imprint in that particular sport. Others have done well. The women and many other sports have done well uh, in the WCC, won titles, multiple titles. But men's basketball, kind of that – that, um, you know, that, that marquee, uh, you know, appointment viewing sport uh, quite has, hasn't quite gotten there. They have a chance to do it now. The next, it'd be kind of fun to see it happen. And then we'll see two Gonzagas in uh, the big Baylor game. and fact, Kansas. How often did we talk about the fact that, uh, you know, Gonzaga is basically Kansas of the WCC. That's how dominant they've been in their league as Kansas was for years and years in the Big 12. Well, now they get to experience uh, the Kansas version of Kansas. Um, and, and, you know, we've already talked about numbers. It, it, the, the league's numbers are solid, and they'll stay solid with the four teams even losing the two teams that are departing. Uh, it, it doesn't get any easier to win a league, and, and suddenly that Baylor-Gonzaga game in the national championship has a different feel. Yes, it does. As tough as what Gonzaga was to get by, Baylor just went nuts on them, and, and that's now the team in your league. And, and B, yet yeah, BYU will not be, whether it's men's basketball or women's soccer or any of the other sports you choose to look at, um, you know, won't be a fish out of water. You know, BYU will be in the mix 
uh, with all the sports in which they compete. Yep. And they may not win titles right out of the gates. And, and, uh, and it may be a while for some, you know, some sports over others, but they'll be in the mix. And they won't at all feel like this is uh, you know, punching above their weight at all. The news conference is slated to begin in about six minutes. And you can watch that right here during BYU Sports Nation. Greg, what are you hoping to learn doing the news conference? Because obviously we have a lot of questions about what full integration is going to mean for BYU athletics. Right. I think timetables will be interesting. I think it's already been stated that we have a two-year window to look forward to in terms of transition, uh, whether everyone joins at the same time, if there's any wiggle room there, or if there's any wiggle room at all for anything to happen before that time. Uh, I'm sure that Sunday play will get brought up and and what kind of uh, concessions the the Big 12 can make within its different sports to, to fit BYU into their schedules that way. So those are some, some logistical things that I think I'm, I'm curious about. But I, I think also, too, I, I'm anxious to hear, eager to hear the Big 12 perspective on, on why and how they value BYU mm-hmm. and, and what they see BYU bringing to the table as an institution into this great league. Today's a words of affirmation day. That's the love language that will be spoken in that press conference. <laughs> and I imagine, like you said, over the next two years, we'll figure a lot of this out, right? Like, what's BYTV's role exactly um, in things? What can we do? What are we going to do that we haven't been doing now that we're in a league, which will be fun? Um, and, and then we've talked about basketball, but like you mentioned, women's soccer, women's volleyball. Baseball's going to be incredible, too. Great league. And the yeah. fact, Greg, that... As of now, BYU's going to have two seasons with Texas and Oklahoma in the league. As it stands right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know. Who, who, knows? who knows? Right. Exactly. But yeah. that, that's the way it's. And, you know, and, and BYU's record in football, at least against those two schools, is well documented. But even if you take them out of it, uh, you know, BYU's got, BYU's played all these teams at one point or another. Some more distant than others. But they've been on the schedule, at least in the two main sports, for some time. And not to mention the other sports. But, uh, and Dave hit some of the highlights, too. I mean, whether it's, you know, I mean, BYU's first two bowl games were against Oklahoma State. Um, the Cotton Bowl game, which you, which you referenced, was uh, a Big 12 team. You know, Steve Young, maybe the most famous play he was involved in was not a pass he threw, but one he caught. And that was against a team that was at that, you know, one, one time yes. part of the Big 12. There, there's a lot of crossover history Missouri, yeah. from BYU and those, and those teams in the past. Yeah. And, and TCU is interesting, too. We've sort of been like, oh, yeah, them. We're back in the same league with TCU. Right. Yeah. That, Some that, history. That, yeah. I was asked this morning about, you know, well, what kind of rivalry might exist? And you go, well, the one that kind of, you know, was there to, to, to build on was, was, was TCU. And by the time that thing ended with football, TCU had gotten to a point where that was a bear. That, 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 that was a tough, going to tough the game. Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. early. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Andy Dalton days. <laughs> yes. Greg Rebell is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We talked briefly about Gonzaga and the West Coast Conference. I do want to read a statement from the WCC, and I quote, We understand BYU's decision and wish everyone connected with the institution the very best moving forward. That's from Commissioner Gloria Navarez. BYU has been transparent in exploring opportunities to find league affiliation for its football program and has been presented with an opportunity that fits its needs. We will continue to value them as a member of the West Coast Conference through the 2022-2023 academic year. The WCC has been a fantastic partner for BYU athletics while football has been independent. And I think that, I I guess I bring that up because I want to double down on that. We've really enjoyed being in the West Coast Conference. And and I think Tom Homo probably said it best when he said, you know, we got better in this league. Mm-hmm. This was a good league for BYU to be in to uh, improve and, and display excellence. And, you know, they, they have what's called the Commissioner's Cup, which is kind of an, of an overall excellence award in the WCC. And BYU's run, won that for years running. 
their sports all performed at a very high level within the confines of this league. Yes, Gonzaga has been a tough nut to crack in men's basketball, but everywhere else, BYU has been winning titles and, and have been able to wear that WCC uh, logo and patch proudly. And, and, you know, association with Gonzaga, you know, what was kind of an affirmation of the quality of that league. Um, I, I think it wasn't just Gonzaga that had people thinking about the WCC the way they do. BYU was a big part of it. And already you see people in the WCC or those observing the WCC saying, you know, BYU is a big loss for that league. As great as Gonzaga is, you know, BYU kind of took it to a different level uh, with venue size and attendance and viewership and interest. And, and so I think, you know, it, Gonzaga was part of a rising tide that helped BYU's boat, certainly in that sport. But uh, absolutely, you know, you go back 10 years, BYU was trying to find a home. Mm-hmm. Initially, the WAC was to be that home. Those plans blew up. And, and the WCC became, um, you know, uh, both a, 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 a rescue rope and then an anchor uh, for this program for a solid decade. And Gonzaga, uh, I feel, was threatened by BYU and took a leap up uh, with their program. They were, they were top 25-ish. They'd make a run in the Sweet 16. They became this juggernaut yeah. because of this sort of trio of BYU and St. Mary's. Now. Yeah, when they first met in the, in, you know, in, during Jimmer's senior season, BYU was destined for the WCC at that point. They knew they were going to the WCC. Gonzaga knew they were coming. And BYU beat Gonzaga in the tournament to you got advance. Got scared to death by that, I think. <laughs> and, right? and Mark's not going to say it. Mark Few's not going to say that BYU's the re- but he's going right. to certainly will. concede the fact that no, <laughs> BYU coming in helped everyone kind of raise their game. Yeah. And let's note too that I think the WCC over the last few seasons and the Pomeroy rankings and other things show it did gradually climb on a top to bottom mm-hmm. basis to become a better basketball league. And certainly Gonzaga felt with BYU coming, we have to up our game. And they began, and they, they, they took an area of strength, made it even stronger to the point where they're now a juggernaut, yeah, clearly. Amazing. And, and uh, a great target to have. And now, you know, there's a more defined target. Two seasons left to maybe try and knock them off the perch. Greg, it's great to have you with us uh, on such a monumental, exciting day. Uh, it just feels so good. It does. It, it feels just, amazing. You know, and, and, you know, I, I've, I've told anyone who would care to listen for years now that, you know, BYU is a P5 program in every way but that stamp of membership, right, you're, you're, that says you're part of the club. And, and the Cougars have now been invited, uh, you know, to that club of P5 programs. But it won't change how the Cougars have looked and sounded and felt and played and acted for years. They've acted like a big-time program, a P5 program. And as we know, other P5 programs treat them that way by scheduling them as a P5 for scheduling quotas, yep. things like that. Well, now it'll be official, and it just feels really good and satisfying. All right. We'll let you head over to the yep. news conference in Studio C. We're going to bring you coverage of that. We're standing by for the official start of that. It should begin any moment. Greg, thanks again for hanging out. Always my pleasure. Yep. All right. It is Big 12 Friday on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars are an official member They will enter in 2023. What does it mean for the future of the program? Recruiting all that, we're going to address every single one of those questions during this two-hour special. We'll be back with more on BYU Sports Nation in just a moment. BYU Sports Nation on Big 12 Friday, a two-hour special. I'm Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. We've already spoken with Dave McCann, Greg Rubel, many more to come, an A-list guest lineup. Again, we are standing by for the news conference that will feature Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, among others. Jerem, the excitement continues. The feeling and the energy is palpable even here in Studio B. This has been a shockwave unlike any other in the history of BYU athletics. In July, when Texas and Oklahoma uh, shockingly said, hey, they're bouncing for the SEC, all of a sudden it was, what's going to happen with the Big 12? And here we are today, 51 days later, 
with four new members coming up in 2023, perhaps 24 with some of those AAC teams coming in. We'll see, but BYU in 23. This is great news, extremely validating. For 10 years, we've kind of watched Utah be in a Power 5 league, and frankly, I personally have been jealous of it. I can't speak for everybody, but I've been like, oh, man, that would be great to be in a Power 5 league. BYU is a Power 5 program. And in 2023, BYU will finally get that validation in a league that has a ton going for it. BYU will be a tremendous member of that league. Great for the Big 12. Great for BYU. I think that marriage is going to be awesome. BYU comes in with the, uh, you know, the largest stadium in football and basketball. Championship teams. Four ranked teams currently in the fall. Women's soccer, women's volleyball, men and women's cross country. Among many other reasons, it's going to be an awesome fit. So BYU... With Oklahoma and Texas leaving, as you mentioned, the 63,140 seats of Lavelle Edwards Stadium would rank number one in terms of biggest football stadiums. Iowa State is just behind that. Salt Lake City and the TV market that BYU belongs to would currently rank as the fifth biggest market in the Big 12 behind Dallas, Houston, Orlando, and Pittsburgh. So they bring in another top five TV market. I know that the importance of that has kind of changed since 2010, certainly since 2016 with streaming rights and eyeballs in general. But, hey, when you can stream on BYU TV live for free, that matters. The eyeballs matter. Yes. However, you're witnessing the product. So take with a grain of salt the TV market size. BYU is a worldwide brand, and the Big 12 Conference has made that public. They, they know what BYU brings. Brady Papinga, former BYU great NFL player, uh, and now Fox Sports analyst. The biggest credit of BYU Cougars going to the Big 12 goes to the fans. The BYU fan base is what makes BYU athletics as valuable as it is that the Big 12 is willing to make a number of unique concessions to have BYU part of their conference. Unbelievably, unbelievable loyalty over. Yes, the fan base of BYU is a big reason the Big 12 wants this for, you'd think, for TV ratings, for attendance, Let's go, man. All right. The news conference is set to begin right now just down the hall in Studio C. Plenty of questions. We'll toss it over to Studio A, rather, and BYU Vice President of Advancement, Keith Vorking. Take it away. Good morning. My name is Keith Vorking. I'm the Advancement Vice President at Brigham Young University. I first want to thank all those who are joining us here in person local and national media members who are joining us virtually through a Zoom link, and to all Cougar Nations joining us on BYU TV. Uh, The format of today will be as follows. We will first hear a statement via Zoom from Big 12 Board Chair and Texas Tech University President Lawrence Skuvenik. Then we will hear from Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bolsey, also via Zoom. After Commissioner Bowlesby, we will hear from BYU President Kevin Worthen. Then we will hear from BYU Director of Athletics Tom Homo. Following Tom's uh, statement, I will set the table for our question and answer period. We will now turn the mic over to Chair and President Skuvenik. Good morning. On behalf of my colleagues on the Board of Directors of the Big 12 Conference, I'm delighted to welcome bringing Young University into the Big 12. The Big 12 presidents and chancellors began this process of adding members with the focus to strengthen the conference. The addition of BYU with its rich tradition of athletic success and outstanding academic credentials enhances the prestige and the competitiveness 
of the league on a national scale. And I say it sets us on a path to even greater success. A bigger, stronger, more national Big 12 is a great thing for college athletics. And certainly, Brigham Young University brings a broad national interest to the Big 12. I look forward to working with President Wortham. On behalf of my colleagues on the board, we know that we will benefit from your experience and your leadership. I know that each institution in the Big 12 looks forward to welcoming you to their campus. And I and members of the Red Raider family look forward to seeing you when we visit Provo. Again, welcome to the Big 12. Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, appreciate your kind comments and uh, uh, appreciate uh, all of your work in getting us to the place that we've arrived uh, with the, the four new members. Um, you know, we're bringing in uh, four great universities, uh, 200,000 students, an additional three states, 40 million people, three of the best recruiting areas in the United States, tremendously broad-based programming with lots of successful athletic programs led by outstanding coaches and outstanding administrators. Uh, in the case of uh, Brigham Young University, your fine athletic director, Tom Homo, was the National Athletics Director of the Year very recently. It's a good day for all of us, but it's especially good day for the Big 12 Conference. Relative to BYU specifically, your iconic programs are a, a tremendous addition to the conference. National championship, Heisman Trophy winners, excellent broad-based programs in lots of different sports. I know this is the, uh, the Friday before a big weekend uh, with the, uh, the game with Utah, uh, much anticipated and, and highly contested. Uh, we look forward to coming to Provo. Uh, it's as picturesque a city as there is in the United States. And although I haven't seen a game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I've, I've been to the stadium, and it's a, a spectacular venue for, for college football. Uh, I know you've just added new video boards and going to try those out over the weekend, but I, I will tell you, uh, I, I have been um, so impressed with everybody I've come in contact with at BYU. I had a, a wonderful conversation with uh, Gloria Navarez mm -hmm. from the West Coast Conference yesterday. And as much as she's uh, sorry to see BYU moving to the Big 12, she was very complimentary in terms of how the organization operates, what kind of values are, are embedded in the, in, the, in the university and in the athletics program. And those things don't just happen. So uh, I want to express my thanks to President Worthen and to uh, uh, Tom Homo uh, the, for the collaboration and the confidence that they have shown. Uh, we are, are embarking upon this. Um, in a very different way than we did uh, in 2016 when we were going through a uh, sort of an, uh, an exploration process, not knowing exactly where it would end up, and we ended up not expanding. Uh, this was a, a much different process. Uh, I think it will yield a very fruitful outcome. Uh, it will be a very successful partnership and indeed uh, a marriage that's going to make uh, Brigham Young University uh, more competitive um, it's going to make the Big 12 more competitive. And uh, speaking purely on a personal level, 
I enjoy working with people that I trust and that I like and that I know share the values that I have for intercollegiate athletics. And uh, in a very short period of time, I've come to know that that's what your university stands for. And so I, I just could not be any more excited today as we embark upon this new marriage. And uh, as we uh, look for synergies in every way uh, at the university level, at the athletics level, at the conference level to, uh, uh, to do things that make us all better. And uh, hopefully we'll look back uh, five years from now, 10 years from now and say BYU has grown exponentially as a result of the relationship and the Big 12 Conference is uh, better than it ever was before as a result of BYU's inclusion. So uh, thank you for that. I'll be happy to answer a few questions uh, if we have some from the media after others have made their opening comments. Thank you. Thank you, President Skubanek and Commissioner Bowlesby for that warm welcome. It was my privilege this morning to officially accept the invitation on behalf of Brigham Young University to join the Big 12, and we're grateful to, th to them for facilitating this process. This is a, an historic day for BYU athletics and for the university as a whole. Our mission statement indicates that BYU is to be a place where a commitment to excellence is expected and the full realization of human potential is pursued. We strive to provide that kind of opportunity in everything we do, including our core academic endeavor. But membership in the Big 12 gives us an opportunity to reinforce that commitment for our student athletes by allowing them to compete athletically and academically at the very highest level. We're grateful to the Big 12 for giving us that opportunity. I want to thank President Skubanik and the Board of Directors, the presidents and chancellors of the other institutions of the Big 12 for having confidence in us. And I want to thank Commissioner Bowlesby. You indicated that this has been a different kind of process than in 2016, but it was in 2016 and as a result of conversations then and our interaction that we developed a level of mutual trust and understanding that allowed this to be a relatively quick but thorough process, and we're grateful for that. I also want to express my appreciation to the West Coast Conference and the member institutions there. Ten years ago, they took us in and have provided a wonderful home for us since that time for most of our sports. BYU is a better place academically, athletically, and spiritual, spiritually because of our interaction with the members of the West Coast Conference. And we want to thank them for that and hope that even as we transition through this, our relationship will, will continue on in various ways from there. Finally, I want to thank all those at BYU who have made this possible, starting with the players and the coaches, past and present who over decades have created the kind of program that is capable of competing at a national level, which we now have the opportunity to do. I also want to thank the administrators, both university and athletic administrators, including Brian Santiago and Liz Darger, uh, Matt Richardson and Keith Borking, for creating an environment in which athletics can thrive at BYU as an integral and fully integrated part of the university, carrying out its unique role at this unique university. But most of all, I want to express my deep appreciation for our athletic director, Tom Homo. None of this would have happened without Tom Homo. His integrity, his enthusiasm for BYU athletics and college athletics in general, his evident love for the student athletes, 
and his embodiment of the values of BYU have all created relationships throughout the country that we are benefiting from today. Moments like this happen because of people like Tom Homo. So thank you, Tom. We're excited for the future. We're excited for going forward with the Big 12. We're excited for a game tomorrow night. And I'll just leave that at Go Cougars. Thank you, President. Congratulations, Cougar Nation. It's been a long time coming, and here we are. And I'd like to thank the Big 12 Conference for extending an invitation to BYU to join 11 other universities in a partnership that we pledge to give our very best to, our all. I feel extremely grateful for the West Coast Conference, who 10 years ago made it possible for us to partner with them in our Olympic sports, and it set a sail, it, it helped us set sail as an independent in football. Ten years ago, we charted a new course on our journey, a new way forward. And I feel during those years that BYU was able to learn and to grow and to change in the WCC and as an independent in football. We still have a long way to go, but that's where it all started. It wasn't all rough. Along the way, we enjoyed some incredible views, some great times, many, many still lay ahead. We are thrilled to be joining the Big 12. But Cougar Nation, we didn't reach the destination today. The journey will still continue. Together, as the Big 12, all our schools will continue to push forward, doing the small and simple things that it takes that have brought all 12 of us to this point. I appreciate the blood, sweat, and tears of so many of the great Cougar Athletic alums and coaches who for many decades of loyal, strong, and true devotion have helped make this announcement today possible. This isn't just from a few years ago. This goes back decades. The Kreshemir Kosages, the Elaine Michaelises, the Danny Anges, the Lavelle Edwards, Dylan Duncans, Ty Detmers, Tina Guns, Glenn Tuckets, and thousands more have made this possible. Not just the athletes and the coaches, but all of you, Cougar Nation. You know who you are. You know what you've done to bring us to this point today. Y'all have paved the way. Success is a journey, not a destination. Cougar Nation, it's time to continue. Go Cougs. Thank you. Before we uh, open up for questions, let me describe a little bit how this segment uh, will operate. We have both media members tuning in via Zoom uh, and media members who are here in person uh, who will be able to ask questions. On Zoom, please use the raise hand feature and we will call on you when it's your turn to ask a question. For those media members uh, present here in the room, uh, we ask that you actually raise your hand 
uh, if you have a question, one of our athletics communications staff uh, members will bring you a microphone. Uh, and please pass the microphone back immediately after uh, asking your question. Uh, to all the media members, please state your name and news organization before your question. And also take note that we will not be able to facilitate individual interviews uh, of today's participants following the news conference. And with that, uh, we can open up to questions. We have a question here on the floor. Jared Lloyd, Daily Herald. Tom, I want to ask you, you've been through this whole process from going independent, joining the West Coast Conference. What's this last couple of months been like for you personally and now to get to this point and, and joining the Big 12 Conference? <clears throat> well, I don't really look at it as personal. I think from, I was a BYU student athlete in, from 78 to 82. I, I got the feel for what it was like at BYU back then. Um, along the way, I've, I've been gone, I've coached at other places and played other places and came back um, as a graduate assistant football coach. And then I've come back as a, an administrator. So it's in my blood, I feel it. I know what this means to everybody. This is not about me. Um, the last months or so was about really trying to, like as, as Bob Bowlesby said, this six years ago, people thought it might have been a failure when we didn't get into the Big 12. But at that point in time, we, our coaches and our student athletes and administration determined we're not going to, this isn't going to be a failure. This is going to be a launching point. So if you say the last couple months, I'd say the last six years has been not a full court press, but it's just been a constant effort with all of us together to try to make it happen. We didn't know who, where, or when. And then I'd say in, in recent weeks, uh, the stars aligned and it all came together. And I think it's just a tribute to all the effort from decades past that when the time came, we were ready. Thank you. Our next question is going to come from our Zoom participants, uh, Barry Trammell. Uh, if you'd unmute yourself, then you can ask your question. Yes, I'd like Tom and, and Bob Bowlesby. Um, have you have you all been able to ascertain what kind of uh, financial uh, landscape is out there for the twelve team league and how that looks? How does it how is it uh, going to affect the the uh, legacy members of the Big Twelve and also Tom how how this is going to enhance Brigham Young's athletic uh, situa uh, I'm sorry financial situation. Sure, um, we. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, the, the media environment is changing rapidly. The uh, migration to streaming and to digital distribution is uh, um, gaining speed, if anything. Uh, and at the same time, the deterioration of the cable bundle is, uh, is evident and, um, and, and doesn't seem to be abating. So we're in a, we're in a very much changing environment. But I, I will say this, and this was... Uh, a driver for our uh, our exploration and, and our ultimate process. And that is um, we have att attempted to add the very best, if you can put it in a recruiting environment, the very best athlete that we possibly could. Um, that certainly 
uh, is emblematic of BYU and the, the history and success that uh, that university has had and that athletics program has had. And so in adding the four members that we have, uh, we will uh, we will gain as much as we can possibly gain uh, on the football field. Uh, we will arguably be the best basketball conference uh, in the country. Um, we will be uh, a force to be reckoned with in a wide variety of Olympic sports. And um, really, it's uh, uh, it's not it's not a time when I could sit here and and forecast it's going to be worth this much more or this much less. That isn't the, that isn't the nature of it. I think live sports is, is always going to be a valuable commodity. And if you have live sports uh, with competition among the very best universities that you can, you can put together in an, in an alliance, uh, you have a chance to go forward and, and do good things. And so that's what we expect uh, from ourselves. Uh, that's what we will uh, take into the, early years of competition. And that's what we'll take into the marketplace uh, when it's time uh, in 24 to begin uh, talking with our media partners and, and others that may have interest in the, in the, uh, in the inventory. So, um, you know, we, we went into this uh, trying to align ourselves with the very best universities and the very best athletics programs that we, that we can. Uh, we don't have any control over the changing environment in which we operate, uh, but we, we think we can do a lot to position ourselves. And the addition of uh, Brigham Young University certainly is a, is a huge building block in that process. Yeah, Barry, I think that Bob answered that question how I would want him to. We've had conversations with the Big 12 between BYU on the finances and we like the deal that goes from now until the time it runs out and realize that the changing landscape in college athletics will probably be different in a couple of years and certainly in the broadcast. But we're going into this confident that we can make this happen. I will say from a perspective of BYU, it might be a little bit different. Um, I, a very good friend of mine and mentor taught me quite a while ago, it, the money, the financial part in athletics, it can't be the number one thing. I get it, everyone gets it. We need that capital, we need the funds to survive. But if it's the number one thing, then you're gonna lose track of your student athletes and your coaches and the things that really count the most. There'll be plenty of money in this conference and we'll, we, we didn't have the money that a lot of the conferences had coming up to this point and we realized that as a coaching staff and as players, we do the best and focus our attention on the things that matter most. And then somehow you just are able to make money if those things happen. So that's where I'll keep our focus. Thank you. Our next question will come from the floor. Yeah, Patrick Kinahan, uh, Zone Sports Network, Tom. As you know, you spent much of your time in recent years finding opponents every single year for BYU to play. Now, going forward, how are you going to basically get some of those steams off the schedule so you can allow for, I don't know whether it's eight or nine conference games that the Big 12 is going to decide to play? Well, probably starting today, we'll start to work on that. We'll have to unwind some of those contracts. <clears throat> it's important that everybody understands that with each contract that we did from the time we became an independent, there was a clause in it that was said that in the event that we 
leave to join a P5 conference, that there would be some type of a, um, you know, a deal to, to work it out. And most schools in this day and age are looking for that protection to play the game. So it's protection for us and protection for them. A lot of these are going to unwind pretty easily because they're far enough out. And the ones that are short term, obviously next year we'll be able to play our entire schedule. And the year after that, we'll be able to play. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have, it starts getting a little bit more even. So for the next couple of years, if you look at things that are happening with the SEC and the American and, and a, a number of different conferences, you're going to see more games become available. Prior to this last movement, there were not very many games out there. You couldn't get a game if you didn't have it locked in in the next, say, two or three years. And that's why people are putting, you know, we're, we were doing games that would go out into 2030s and such. Those games, I think, will be able to unwind. People will want to get out of some, will want to get out of some, but we're going to want to keep some of these games that we've contracted. It'll be a conversation between me and Kalani to determine whether or not um, we want to keep some of those games as non-conference games. Certainly some of them we will and others will naturally go away. Thank you. Our next question will come from uh, our Zoom audience, Max Olson, if you'd uh, unmute yourself and ask your question. Yeah, hi. Uh, so I suppose this question is for Bob Bullsby and, and Lawrence Kuvenick. Uh, you know, over the past few weeks here, you know, how were you able to build consensus uh, about this plan of, of not just how many uh, members to add, but, but then which uh, members to target? And, and how would you just describe that process here over these past few weeks? As Bob said earlier that in this process, we were looking for the best universities with the best athletic programs. And uh, with those criteria, you quickly focus on certain institutions. And so it was a very easy decision uh, to come to the point where we are today. Um, BYU also fits in ways that complement our athletic strengths as well as our athletic programs. So um, this was a very clear and relatively easy decision for the eight continuing members of the Big 12. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree with uh, Lawrence's assessment on this. Uh, and, and I would just simply add, uh, I, I have felt uh, very well supported to go out and have conversations with uh, institutions that had, had reached out and contacted us. Um, I, I felt like the, uh, the board was uh, well positioned and well aligned uh, to empower me to go and, and uh, have conversations with uh, President Worthen and, and with Tom and, uh, and the others. And, you know, it's, it's, um, you, can, you can sometimes have situations where uh, a board wants to uh, be involved in uh, every little decision that is made or every, every question that needs to be asked. And I, I felt like I was given broad latitude to go out and have the conversations uh, and report back. Uh, and to be clear, we didn't contact anyone. Uh, we were contacted by uh, these institutions, but 
um, we did have subsequent conversations and and uh, needed to get into some of the the detailed discussions. And uh, I felt like I had every bit of latitude that I needed to do that, uh, that I was expected to, and I did report back uh, on a on a regular basis. But uh, uh, it was a it was a good process. Uh, I have I have felt very good about the Big Twelve board over time. Um, I think President Worthen and uh, the other CEOs will enjoy working with with uh, uh, President Skubinek and the, and the other members of our board. Uh, it's a it's a good situation for me as the commissioner. Uh, but you know, sometimes you don't know that until such time as you really get into a stressful circumstance, and you need to go out and and uh, and really um, perform uh, under difficult circumstances and uh, to. To have an unsupportive board or a fractured board would have made this process uh, very much more difficult. Uh, that was exactly the opposite of what we had. We had a very supportive and very much aligned board. And in the end, um, it really wasn't a, a difficult decision to decide uh, which four we, we wanted to uh, move ahead on. Our next question will come from the floor. Uh, Jeff Cole, Deseret News. Tom, what impact will this move to the Big 12 have on men's basketball and all the other sports that BYU competes in? Join with all of our teams. And so all of our teams are um, play sports that the Big 12 carries, except for men's volleyball. Men's volleyball is a member of the MPSF, Mountain Pacific Sports Federation, and has been for a long time. Same thing was true in the Mountain West Conference and the West Coast Conference. So that won't change for uh, Sean and his group. But the rest of our teams will be able to move into uh, total play with the Big 12 beginning in two years. Okay, next, other question from the floor? Yeah, Mitch Harper with KSL Sports. This, this question is for Commissioner Bowlesby. Um, Commissioner, what was no Sunday play, BYU's no Sunday play, a concern at all for the member institutions in your league? I wouldn't call it a concern. I'd call it a consideration. Um, <clears throat> we had um, very open and frank discussions about it. Um, everybody has their eyes wide open. Uh, we understand that there are um, there are scheduling considerations that are going to have to be taken into account. And uh, you know, like uh, like all of our members, uh, some are in remote locations. Some have more difficult transportation issues than others. Uh, some are um, a, a longer ways away. Uh, you know, those are all things that you you think about as you um, consider institutions and, and even as you work together within your league. But um, that is something that uh, is baked in uh, when you consider a, uh, a university uh, like BYU. And so we uh, will we'll do what's necessary to respect and honor um, those uh, requirements. And, uh, you know, we got to the point where we didn't feel like it was, uh, it was going to be an issue. Uh, we're not uh, likely to be playing football games on Sunday. We, we don't, uh, we, we have events right now that are, that are contested on Sunday and they may have, they will have to be modified uh, to, in order to uh, accommodate uh, BYU, but that we're willing to do that. And, uh, um, Frankly, uh, BYU is 
an attractive enough institution that uh, that I, I consider that a very small consolation uh, in in having them be a part of our organization. Another question from the floor. Darnell Dixon, the Daily Herald. Tom, a move like this involves a certain amount of risk. Um, how would you compare this move, moving to the Big 12, with going independent 10 years ago? I think they were for various different reasons. When we went independent, uh, we felt that it was really important to give access to our fans, the Cougar Nation across the country. We were kind of stuck in a situation where the broadcast rights weren't very well. And then opportunities for our student-athletes to compete as the best they could. And so when we, when we feel that in that period of time, we made a lot of progress. Um, and so this is kind of just that, that time has let in independence has led up to this point right now where it's a different kind of a journey. It, it, we don't know exactly how it's going to go. We have faith in talking with Bob Bowlesby and the, the big 12 people that this is the plan going forward. I think that every conference in the country is having the same decisions. Before um, even this happened for the last couple years, the West Coast Conference is very much involved in what that conference is going to look like, what the technology is going to look like, what new things and governance in the uh, NCAA is going to look like. If you're not having those discussions, you're behind the, the eight ball. And at BYU, President Worthen, um, Keith Vorkink and I, as well as my staff, we're having these conversations. We've been having these conversations for 10 years. From the time we went independent, we said, we're, we don't plan on being independent forever. We don't really know exactly where it's going to go, but we kind of carved our path um, as we were kind of, as we responded to the environment around us and as we made oppor took opportunities ourselves. So I think at this point in time, we feel that we're in a good spot, a really good spot for our student-athletes, our coaches, and our teams. Cougar Nation will get what they want, and we can chart a path with things that we don't really even know about right now. It's exciting for me to have um, a fan base, a donor base, a sponsor base, like an intellectual alum base that we're all together now. We have resources that we didn't have 10 years ago, not financial. We have resources that we didn't have six years ago when this didn't work. And now, instead of just like kind of getting pushed around a little bit, we're going to join a conference for a reason, to be great partners and to be able to make things happen. We feel it can happen. All the things we need to happen are going to happen in this conference. But we also have a course that we're going to... We're going to um, chart independent. There's so many exciting things on the, on the forefront. You look at NIL and the things that have happened in the last little while. The things that can happen with technology and the people that we have strengthening us, there's no, there's no end to what we can think about. Okay, uh, we're, we're going to go to Adam Rittenberg on our Zoom call, but just before we go, turn it over to him and he unmutes himself and asks a question, We'll have a couple of more questions uh, that we can have for uh, Chair Skuvenik and Commissioner Bowlesby, and then we're going to release them for another uh, obligation. Uh, and now, Adam, uh, go ahead and unmute and ask your question. 
Yes, thanks. This is for uh, Commissioner Bowlesby. Uh, Bob, how how uh, do these additions help the Big 12 going forward with a potential expanded playoff, especially given the speed of those discussions and the speed that you guys acted here in terms of uh, getting this done as quickly as you did? Well, I think the the um, uh, the outcome of the expansion of the playoff is is still um, in in flux at this point in time. Um, I, I think it's a, a relative certainty that we will expand the playoff at some point in time, uh, whether it'll be a 12 team playoff or, or whether it'll be a, an 18 playoff or whether it'll come in year 11 or whether it'll come in year 13. I think those things are yet to be determined by the board of managers. Uh, but notwithstanding that, um, we've had uh, BYU as a good example. Uh, they've, they've finished uh, repeatedly in the top 25. Uh, Cincinnati finished in the top 10 last year. Uh, UCF was the only undefeated team in college football a few years ago. Um, University of Houston has played at very high levels uh, through the years. And so we, we feel like, um, pursuant to the earlier question, adding quality is always a good thing. Um, and I think that uh, these are, are very high quality football programs that are additive to the Big 12 and that uh, have the capability, uh, especially with um, uh, an array of stronger opponents uh, within the conference. Uh, I think we, we have an opportunity to demonstrate uh, how, uh, how we can play at the national level. I, I think the other thing is with a, with a, a whatever format the, the playoff uh, turns into, uh, there's going to be additional access. And I, and I think that's what's really important. It, it, for me, it's not about uh, the money derived from the playoff. It's about being able to have more young people participate. And I think it's about making the regular season just as good as it can be. I, I think the, uh, if, for instance, we get to uh, 12, uh, with six weeks to go in the season, there's going to be 35 schools that have a legitimate claim to a possibility of being in into the playoff. Uh, even with three weeks to go, instead of who's in and only having five schools that have any chance, there's going to be a dozen or a dozen and a half that have a legitimate claim to getting into the playoff. That's going to be good for in-stadium attendance. It's good, going to be good for television viewing. Uh, I think it'll be good for a lot of, in a lot of ways. So um, I, I just think it's, it's more than just how many teams you have in and how you see them and how you select them. Um, it, it really goes to the, the complete ecosystem of college football. And I just think that uh, a larger playoff with, uh, with more opportunity for access uh, is a good thing for the regular season in football in in every way that you could name. So uh, I wouldn't presume uh, to to uh, forecast how it's going to turn out, but I do think it's inevitable that it will get larger at some point in time. And as it does, it will have a positive impact on the regular season. So um, that's that's good in every way for the Big 12. We're going to take one more question from our uh, Zoom audience. Blair Kirkhoff, you unmute and ask your question. Hi, this is for uh, for for Bob. Um, Bob, I know that 
basketball is not at the forefront of, of realignment talk, but I'm wondering what you can tell the new members, what you have told them uh, about the Big 12 basketball tournament. And uh, just as a sort of a uh, housekeeping task, is it still make sure that the tournaments are still good to go in Kansas City through 2025? Yeah, we have a commitment to be in Kansas City through 2025. Um, Kansas City runs uh, an absolutely outstanding tournament. Um, I think it is the best uh, college basketball postseason tournament uh, in the United States. Uh, our league has been uh, one or two in the RPI um, every year for the last 10. Uh, and most of the time we've been first in the RPI. Um, you, you start to bring in, um, you know, a, a BYU that is a, a traditional finisher in the top 25. Uh, you look at Cincinnati, that's, uh, I think they're in the top 15 winningest programs in the history of college basketball. Uh, you, you look at Houston, uh, they were a, a, a final four team this year. And uh, UCF is, is coached by uh, my dear friend and colleague, Johnny Dawkins, who uh, came through the Duke program, obviously, and, and has done great things down there. So, um, I, you know, I think a very good basketball league uh, will get even better. And, um, and we expect to be in Kansas City to contest the, uh, uh, the men's and women's tournaments. I, I think it's a, uh, the T-Mobile Center is a, is a great showcase. Uh, you know, we've had the situation, unfortunately, of of COVID disruptions uh, the last couple of years, but um, we expect to be back there with, with full house and with great competition. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, it's going to be, <clears throat> it's going to be no fun to play in the, in the, uh, the big 12 conference. It's uh, it's gotten even tougher than it was before. Thank you, uh, Chair Skuvenik, Commissioner Bowlesby. We appreciate you joining us uh, for our press conference at this point in time, we'll sort of release you from this to get to your other obligations. We look forward to more interactions in the future. We'll continue with our press conference, though, and I think we have a question coming from the floor. David James. All right. Our thanks to all involved for that news conference. This is a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. Big 12 Friday. We just heard from Commissioner Bob Okay, Bowlesby, very good, Ben. Thank among you. Others. Uh, so many questions have been asked, and yet we still feel like we have a lot, Jerem, that uh, yeah. we're going to have an opportunity to ask. We're going to talk to Bob Bullsby coming up, Tom Homo, and others. There's still uh, some follow-ups, which will be exciting. Don't go anywhere. A-list guest lineup, including more from Commissioner Bob Bullsby as he makes his BYU Sports Nation-specific debut. We'll be back after this. Uh, I think it will yield a very fruitful outcome. Uh, it will be a very successful partnership and, indeed, uh, a marriage that's going to make uh, Brigham Young University uh, more competitive. Um, it's going to make the Big 12 more competitive. Yes, here's to greater competition on all levels. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. That was Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, and we are pleased to continue that conversation with him right now as he joins the show over Zoom. Commissioner Bowlesby, let us officially welcome you to BYU Sports Nation. We've been anticipating this interview for a very long time. Well, thank you for that kind welcome. Uh, I, uh, As I mentioned in my comments earlier, 
I've uh, I've been to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and saw the beauty of it, but I haven't seen a game there yet. So I'm I'm looking forward to that in the very near future. Yeah, we cannot wait for you to experience that. Not to mention a packed Marriott Center when Kansas or Baylor or Oklahoma State come to play BYU because it's going to get loud. Well, I, that's not an unusual circumstance in our conference. Uh, you, you talk with the officials that work in the Big 12 Conference and, and uh, also work other leagues. They say, wow, is it like that every night? And the answer is, yeah, it actually is like that every night. <laughs> well, awesome. There, so many questions were asked uh, you know, in the press conference. I want to follow up on a couple of those. Has there been, and, and I'm sure in the next two years we're going to figure this out, right? There's not all answers today. Uh, have you discussed whether there will be eight or nine conference games in the future once BYU is in? Yeah, you know, we're still in macro mode at the present time. Uh, we'll get to micro mode, and uh, we're going to need to think through some of those uh, questions. You know, it, it depends a little bit on when everybody comes in. We know when BYU is going to come in, but we don't know for sure when the other three are going to come in. It'll either be 23 or 24. And so um, that's going to bear on the decision, obviously. Uh, it also depends a little bit, as, as Tom Homo mentioned, uh, how soon can you get out of the, the contracts that are there? Uh, there, there may be a, a year of transition where uh, you have to have some substitute football games in terms of, uh, you know, what you call league games and that sort of thing. But, you know, we, uh, we will likely play eight or nine uh, league games. Um, it may vary over time. We'll likely have to go to divisions and, um, and we've played divisions before, but uh, we've, we've had a situation where everybody played everybody over the last uh, eight years. Um, similarly in basketball, you know, with, with 12 teams or 14 teams in the near term, uh, you can't play a full double round Robin like we're playing now. So you're going to have some two plays and you're going to have some one plays and, and we'll have to figure those things out there. Those are, there are, there are hundreds and hundreds of details that need to be ironed out. And, uh, and frankly, we haven't spent a lot of time on those just yet. Commissioner Bob Bowlesby from the big 12 conference is with us on BYU sports nation. I want to rewind to 2016 and ask you uh, specifically how that run at potential conference expansion five years ago may have helped or even expedited the process here in 2021. Well, it's a great question. Um, And, you know, I don't know that I've spent a lot of time contemplating um, that uh, very precisely. Uh, the, The earlier, the earlier process was a very different one. It was a, it was a voyage of exploration. Uh, we really didn't know whether we were going to add members or not. Uh, we, we talked to 17 institutions. We did it very openly. And, and we, were, we tried to be very forthright with them that we, one, didn't know if we were going to expand. If we expanded, we didn't know by how many. And, and we, you know, we were just trying to be as open and honest as we possibly could. I, I will say this, BYU was right at the top of the list at that time. And, and had we taken that step, I, I find it hard to believe that, that there wouldn't have been a, an invitation. But, um, you know, that's, that's just speculation. And um, so this was a very different process. It was, it was targeted uh, to those that reached out to us. And uh, it, uh, we didn't involve a lot of institutions that, um, that went past the first step. And so, uh, as, as was said earlier, I, I think our board and I think our staff uh, quickly identified 
uh, BYU as, uh, as something, uh, an institution that was clearly additive. Um, and, and of course, it, when we first began looking at it, we didn't know if it would be an all sports affiliation or if it would be a football only affiliation. There would have been some opportunity for that, but uh, we're glad it ended up being an all sports. I, I think uh, uh, the, uh, the commitment that we make to Olympic sports will be a very good thing for for your university. And, and so, you know, there, as I mentioned, uh, it, there are hundreds of details that are yet to be worked out. But um, when you look at the institutional values, when you look at the, at the leadership of the university and of the athletics program, uh, you look at the coaches, uh, the, you look at the kind of graduates that the university has, um, that, that's the sort of organization we want to be affiliated with. And um, so, you know, I got asked the question about Sunday competition. Um, you know, the Sunday competition really wasn't what you know, I, it's always portrayed to us. Well, that's got to be a major consideration. Well, it's a consideration, uh, but, you know, we, do, we don't play many events on Tuesday and Wednesday. And you, you, have, you have ways to work around it. Uh, you know, maybe you end up playing a doubleheader in baseball or softball on Saturday instead of playing a game on Sunday. Those are just things you work around. And uh, the inclusion of BYU, um, I think they they fit hand in glove with our league. And I think they fit hand in glove with the other three institutions that we're adding at the present time. Certainly, it's a great fit. We're very excited about it. This might be perhaps one of those details still to figure out. But as it pertains to TV revenue, BYU, it'll appear, will be in the league for the final two years of the existing contract. Has there been a conversation about how BYU will get that revenue? Will it be a certain portion? Uh, will it be a full portion in the first two years? No, it, it won't be a full portion. Um, we are still uh, working our way through that because, as you know, there's a, uh, an ESPN contract that uh, the BYU has for its home games. And uh, likewise, we don't know when some of the other, um, the other schools are coming in. But it, it, it is it is likely to be about 50 percent of what the what the other members get um, in the in the first two years. And then it would be regular revenue sharing uh, on a proportional basis after that. Commissioner, when you make it to Provo, we've certainly got a seat saved for you at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, a seat saved for you here in Studio B to come and hang out with us. And we may or may not find one of those three-foot-long maple bars that uh, are so famous at BYU and slide at your direction. <laughs> well, if you do, that would be just fine. <laughs> and uh, as, long as, as long as the chair you give me doesn't have any wires hooked to it, I will be just fine. <laughs> Very good. Thanks so much for the time today. We wish you the best luck with the uh, approaching news conferences for the other schools, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, I look forward to meeting you guys in person one of these days soon. You got it. Bob Bowlesby, Commissioner of the Big 12, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. Okay, so about 50% in the first two years, he just said TV revenue. Interesting. And there's a lot of details to be figured out. Then a full portion starting in the next TV contract, right, which will be the fall of 25 yeah. on. Yeah, he emphasized that a couple of times. There are hundreds yeah, of details no, literally. to be figured out. BYTV's role uh, in all this is to be figured out as well, which is exciting. All right. We still have many more questions, and uh, they feature those details we're all wondering about. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo will join us next on Big 12 Friday, a BYU Sports Nation special. Don't go anywhere. Women's soccer taking on Missouri tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, former Big 12 member, uh, now in the SEC. 
This is the same time as Countdown to Kickoff. So this one's on the app, and it's a big game last night after 22nd ranked BYU. Went up to Utah. Scoreless draw in a tough game. BYU back home Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Huge weekend. Uh, besides BYU being invited to the Big 12, it's rivalry week. BYU and Utah. It's, it's incredible it's timing, soccer right? Soccer and volleyball going BYU on. BYU and Utah's tomorrow, and we ain't talking about it at all. Ugh. I'm sorry. That, even that gets superseded. It is Big 12 Friday. Joining us now on set once again is our friend and athletic director, Tom Holmo. Tom, I tweeted this out, but I couldn't help but feel overwhelmingly emotional as I listened to President Worthen and you give those initial comments because it's been a wild, long road to get to this point. What does this day mean for you personally? Oh, man, to quote Paul McCartney, the long and winding road. You know, there, there are times along the path that it, we knew that it was we were stalled and, and some days were good and other days were not so good. And there was all kinds of debates. We helped you out on your show so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. By, by, with, <laughs> with our ups and downs. But um, I think, you know, just personally, like I said earlier, to be able to be a part of the BYU football program years ago as a player and then, then as a coach and then be here at now, it's kind of, I feel it. It's in my blood and I, I feel what other people feel. I have a good sense of what Cougar Nation uh, needs, what they want. They tell me all the time. Uh, in, in Cougar Nation, I, I, I was, someone asked me like maybe eight years ago, what's Cougar Nation? And I said, if you have to ask, then you, you know, I can't really explain. And I think in the years since then, uh, Cougar Nation's everywhere. It's, uh, it's Sports Nation. It's our football team. It's our basketball player. It's our tennis players. It's our sponsors, our donors, our alums, people that don't have anything to do with BYU or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but they watch BYU athletics. That's Cougar Nation and more and more and more. And it just keeps growing stronger and bigger. And I just, today, what it means personally for me is the, the, it's the Cougar Nation is getting stronger. Yes, it is. And I know you don't want to talk about this, but I will. Um, this is... When when you retire and we talk about your career and everything you did, this will be the number one thing that we talk about. Getting BYU to the place it sought forever uh, in a Power 5 league. So how, how did this happen? And was this Texas and Oklahoma leaving in the Big 12 needing teams? Or was there a conversation prior to that? When we went through this six years ago, we were able to make a real big, nice presentation. And I think at that point in time, time Bob Bullsby and the people that were there, they learned something about BYU that they didn't know. They didn't end up going in that direction. They just decided not to expand. But there's no way that they could have forgot that. So that's why it was so important from that period of time that we had to gain strength. And from that time till now, we're better. We're stronger in almost every area. And so when it came time for this, we, the work had already been done. And here we are. It just happened fast. They knew about it. And it's the journey begins. Yeah, Commissioner Bowlesby just admitted to us a few moments ago that he said, while we didn't expand in 2016, had there been an expansion, it's hard for me to think that an invitation would not have included BYU at that point, which goes to your uh, bringing up the fact that that presentation went so well at the time. Yeah, we didn't know that. He didn't tell me that at the time. <laughs> but it just, it was, it's a tribute to our coaches and our players that at that point in time, instead of uh, – you know, mulling around and sulking, it was like, okay, what's next? And they just moved on to the next game, the next match, whatever it was, and 
just dominated. Again, chaos yields a fruitful result for BYU. Pandemic. Who's playing? What are we? We're playing. We're gonna go eleven and one, and we're gonna produce the number two pick. Chaos. Texas Oklahoma. Oh, dominoes fall. We're ready. We're ready. So that's to your credit in the athletic department. It's been amazing. Okay, why not 2022? Is it because it'll be easier to get out of the existing contracts by 2023? I think there's a lot of discussion that went into that. There could have been a possibility that we did go in early because of contracts and stuff. We, when we, when we went independent, we had to deal with ESPN that we could get out of if we were invited to a P5 conference. So even with ESPN, you yeah. had to put in. We did with all these individual teams, and we were very transparent with the WCC. We have really good relationships with Gloria Navarez and when Jamie Zaninovich started this thing as commissioner. And so we, we feel like all the people around us knew kind of what was going. But there's some things that come into play, and I've said in my remarks earlier that we want to be a great partner. We feel that we were a very good partner in the WCC. We feel we helped the WCC, and they helped us. That's what a partnership is. So going into this Big 12, we want to be a great partner. And I don't know if it would have been a great partner to come on in and make them change every one of their schedules in every sport for one year. And then they'll three teams come in and they have to change it again. And when Sunday play comes into play, that's, a, that, that, that's not going to be easy. So right now, we have two years, you know, roughly, to be able to work out a lot of deals, to be able to start that partnership, to be able to build strength. I think it does a good job for us in our relationship with the WCC that it gives them an opportunity to try to see and determine what they want to do. The schedules will be similar. And then I think it gives BYU uh, Athletics an opportunity for our teams to kind of ramp up because you better be careful what you wish for. It might come true. When start, people start talking about, hey, I can't wait to come to that Kansas game. I'm like, we play Kansas in basketball? Wait, what? <laughs> you know, and I went to Pope and said, Pope, you ready? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm ready. You <laughs> know ready, I'm ready. Right? Yeah. And so, but I mean, those, those are, there's a lot of factors that come into play. But I think in the end, just the right timing in many, many situations. Yeah. Could have, probably not the best idea. What we're going to do, we hope, works out great for us. That makes sense. Yeah. Tom Homo is on BYU Sports Nation. You just brought up the strong partnerships you've had with the West Coast Conference, with both different uh, both of the commissioners there. You want to be a strong partner with the Big 12. You've got a great relationship with ESPN. I know a lot of fans are wondering, how does your relationship with ESPN change with the decision to join the Big 12 Conference in 2023? Yeah, it's a good question that has not been resolved. I mean, I say resolved, we haven't even really talked about it. I think one of the great things is, uh, the people at ESPN, it's all about people. It's not about just that company. It's a great company, the sports leader. But the people back there are incredible. And so we have that connection, and we like that connection. And they've been a big part of our brand. They're almost part of Cougar Nation. Um, they've been a huge part of our brand. And so we like that. We, we love to see that continue. They are the ones that help us you know, get all these games. If you look at it on the other side, they're the ones that help us get the Diamond Head Classic in basketball. They're the ones that help us get the uh, Maui Classic in basketball, which is, you know, we, we're in there a lot. And it, it, we're not going to treat that lightly. We'll do everything that we can to continue that relationship. 
In 2010, when you announced independence, uh, access and exposure were the two aims at that time. Certainly, the landscape's changed in terms of uh, access to TV and digital streaming and whatnot. Are there certain concessions relative to that uh, that happen when you go to a, a league that has its own TV deal? Now, granted, it's ESPN and it's Fox um, and BYU TV's ability to broadcast everything else. I guess, what was the conversation like as it pertains to TV in the future? Because I think fans have been pretty comfortable with the TV deal currently, uh, but now it'll be a little different. And in two years, uh, four years, it'll be perhaps very different. We'll see. It's a really good question because when we went independent, there was a definite reason you, you mentioned access and exposure. exposure. And those, we have those now, but now it's something else. Now it's about just strength and our, our student-athletes gaining strength and our brand getting stronger. And TV is always going to be, or broadcast is going to be part of it. It's going to be interesting to see where's TV fall into this as opposed to stream, within relation to streaming. And been, we've been talking about this for years. Is streaming going to come in to the point where name the you know, companies? Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole bunch of them that are possibilities. Right now, it's way too early to say, but we have an open vision of what the possibilities are, and we'll do what's best. But you're a part of a conference now, so you do have to line up and do as the conference votes. And BYU TV's role will be figured out yes. uh, in the future, right? And, and I think that, like, I want to make sure that this is perfectly clear that when, we, when I talk to Bob during these talks, one of the things I said is, look, BYU TV is a different animal. There's nothing like it in the country. No one has anything like it. Nobody. But it's a great resource. And if the Big 12 can use this resource, it's going to be a benefit to the Big 12. I'm not just pubbing this for BYU, but there's some ideas that we have that we're going to pitch the Big 12 on where we think we would add value to the Big 12. Not just for BYU, but for the Big 12. Yeah, and we've already had some of those conversations, which is very fun. Okay, so we joked uh, earlier as we came in from break that, oh, yeah, it's rivalry week, too, on top of uh, this Big 12 Friday. How have you balanced the emotions of Big 12 expansion now going official along with BYU-Utah happening tomorrow night this week? Did you know that's tomorrow night, Tom? Yeah, there's no such thing. <laughs> there's no such thing as balance this week. No such thing. Um, you know, what I do is I, my office overlooks the practice field, and I have a pair of binoculars. So amidst all the talks that are going on, maybe on the phone and stuff, I have one eye out on the field <laughs> on my binoculars and my one ear on whatever's going on. Look at, I love our football team, and it's so important to what we do. And so there's no way I've been distracted. I'm not distracted. We got a game tomorrow night, and I'm ready. Fantastic. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's go, man. You called me a couple of weeks ago when I was kind of in the pits of despair of covid and you told me you were saving the best things uh, for when I got back. You're a man of your word. You, you saved the I, Big 12 announcement I, I until Spencer this. was healthy. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> we, we probably could have done this a couple weeks ago, but you wouldn't have been there. Uh, you're a gentleman and a true friend. We appreciate you, Tom. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much. Congratulations on everything. Let's go. All right, we've got more to come, including the always gregarious and outspoken Mark Pope. Yeah, let's dive into that basketball Gonna conversation get a little bit more. in here very quick. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Um, I think we might have more players maybe interested in BYU, the possibility of looking into it. But I think for the, for the most part, we've always tried to be a top 20 program over the course of our you know years here at BYU. And, and so I don't think it changes that way. We're still going to try and win championships and get to the NCAA and, and, and be one of the best teams in the country. You just heard from BYU women's soccer head coach of the 22nd-ranked Cougars, currently Jen Rockwood on recruiting and how this Big 12 impact will influence all that moving forward. Just one of the many questions we have today. And uh, while we're on the coach's train, let's bring in the head basketball coach at BYU, Mark Pope, Look at this who guy. is looking fresh <laughs> on Big 12 Friday. I am so hyped for you right now, my friend, thinking about all these Big 12 teams coming into the Marriott Center. How are you feeling, brother? I'm trying to preserve the slightest sense of dignity. <laughs> Let's go! Yes. I mean, yes. come on. Woo! I, I think. Wow! I think men's too. Honestly, we should use no words. Just like, hey! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! Yeah! What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> of all of all the teams <laughs> that have won out of this thing, being in the Big Twelve, it's obviously men's hoops. Oh. Like everyone's a winner, but men's hoops. Every stinking home game is going to be a, a Gonzaga or St. Mary's type feel. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. I mean, you think about you think about our players, and you think about the fans that get in the Marriott Center. Like it's just it's incredible. You think about the coaches and the teams in this league. It's been the number one league overall the last six years. Ken Palm just put that out and. And uh, and then you think what you're doing is you're taking out Oklahoma and Texas, who over the last two years, I think Texas was in the AP Top 25 once, Oklahoma never. And you're putting in Houston, who's a Final Four, us who've been back-to-back Top 25 teams. Central Florida with 72,000 students and Johnny Dawkins. And Cincinnati has got, like, you know, one of the 15 all-time winningest programs in the history of college basketball. This league is terrifying. Terrifying. It is terrifying. Bob, and then you think about them all in the Marriott Center, amazing, guys. Amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, get your season tickets now. I mean, yep. it's going to be a hard ticket to get. Yep. Okay, so. Uh, think about these coaches. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Think about Bob Huggins walking into the Marriott Center. Amazing. I mean, it's going to be so fun. Like, this, this is, this is really exciting. Now, yeah. now but listen, I mean, clearly this is two years away we got our work cut out for us. We're playing in a great league right now. The truth is, if you go and look at the preseason prog- uh, analytics, that the Big 12 has four teams in the top 40 preseason. The Pac-12 has four teams in the f- top 40. And the WCC right now has top t- four teams in the top 40 right now. Prognosticated us, uh, San Francisco, St. Mary's, and, and Gonzaga. So, I mean, we have, you know, it's not like, like – we have our hands full clearly right now. We got the number one team in the country in our conference, right? So we have a ton of work to do as WCC. With that said, and it's such a great league, and they'd be so incredible to us. With that said, the opportunity to have some of these teams roll through the Marriott Center and be in the best top-to-bottom best conference, basketball conference in the, in the country, it's overwhelming. <laughs> I have no words! <laughs> How does this change... Your recruiting philosophy and your scheduling philosophy moving forward. Well, it's okay, let's start with scheduling because that's way easier. Like 
so we've been going out. You guys, this is so it's so crazy. And listen, I mean, it's because of it's because of all the foreign players that played here, all these great coaches, Coach Rose and and Coach Reed, and did the whole list. Coach everybody, um, and and these incredible players. But it's impossible to get a, a game in the Marriott Center. Like the last sixteen months, we've been going to teams and saying, "We'll give you a three for one. Oh. We'll go to your gym three times. You come here once. We'll give you a three for neutral." We'll go to your home gym for three for, for three straight years and then just come play in Vivid. And you can't get games. So I'm super grateful that this takes care of that. That is such a massive thing. And I'm so great. You know, our whole time here, the last two years, we've been feeling like, ah, we just have to find a way to get great teams in here for our fans. And now that's done. Like, there's too many great teams coming in. And then in terms of recruiting, you know, it just takes that off the table. Like, you know, I mentioned earlier, the the – the only recruits that are going to not want to come to BYU because of our schedule or our conference are recruits that are, don't want to play against the toughest teams in the country. So it's, it's super exciting, guys. Is there any reason not to come to BYU now? Because before it was like, hey, it feels like it's a good sell. Yep. And honestly, uh, you know, for a decade we've looked up at Utah and been like, man, that's pretty awesome being yep. in the Power 5 League. All right, this changes things, not to mention being the best basketball league in America, which is crazy. When you think yep. about the ACC and the Big East, nope. The number one league will yep. be the league that BYU is in. Yeah, and it's been tenure too. It's like over the last six years, right? So it's not. This is not just a, a two-year deal. This has been the, the way it's the way it's been rolling. So um, it's super exciting. You asked why they wouldn't come here. So the only bad thing for me is that it used to maybe be conference, and now that's out of the picture. So now the next thing up is well, the head coach is not very good. So <laughs> if we could just remedy that issue, there'd be no reason not to come to BYU. No, there's no reason. Yeah, I now, it. I know you're a man that wants to take care of some unfinished business, and there are still some things you want to accomplish in the yep. West Coast Conference yep. before you go to the Big 12. Let's highlight some of those. What's on the docket? Yeah, so listen, I mean, this, the conferences this year prognosticated out as being the best the WCC has ever been. Six teams in the top 100, four teams in the top 40. Uh, it's brutal. You know, we, we've had uh, the, the WCC surprisingly has been great with super seniors. So uh, LMU has their super seniors back. San Francisco has all their guys back. Um, and, 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 you know, of course, Gonzaga is still doing their thing and they had the best recruiting class in the country again. And um, so this league is really tough. We, um, you know, we, we still, you know, we've been running this nine or ten years. How long have we been in? Ten years? A decade. A yeah. decade. We still haven't won the WCC. We haven't won a conference title or a tournament title. And so um, it's just not going to feel right getting out of here without doing that. That is a tall task. You have to be the best team in the country to do it. I mean, you literally have to be the best team in the country. So um, that's what we're chasing. Uh, and we're going to give it a, a massive swing. We're excited. Tyler Haas just texted you and I, Spence, said, let's go, so yeah. pumped, yeah. 12, yeah. baby. Ty's yeah. spilling yeah. the mojo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm Coach. just happy. I'm happy for all of our guys. And this is the truth. Like uh, I think Tom or President said earlier, you know, you think about Kresimer Kosich and you think about, yep. you know, uh, Danny Ainge and Sean Bradley and Tyler Haas and Brandon Davies and Jimmer Fredette and, and Jackson Emery, and you go down the list of all these guys – that's why we're here. I know it. Like, we get the chance to do this. We get this Marriott Center. We get this practice. And because of all the coaches, it's because of and, and what the BYU fans have done. Like, all of 
those people that came before, they made this place so good that this time around it was a no-brainer for the Big 12. And so I hope, I hope everybody in Cougar Nation is, is celebrating because they're the ones, fans and players and coaches are the ones that got us here. We all win. Coach, so great to have you in studio. Uh, be with us again. Congratulations. Your boy Kalani Satake is waiting in the wings to hang out with us for a couple of minutes. Let's go. Can we just say some non-word right now? Thanks, we'll guys. be back with more on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> this portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Yes, BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And Cougar pregame live coming up tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Get you set for BYU and Utah football. Hey, oh, yeah, by the way, that's a perfect segue. To our next guest, BYU head football coach Kalani Satake, busy preparing for the Utah Utes with his BYU Cougars, but kind enough to take a moment in his very busy day to celebrate Big 12 Friday. Kalani, what a day. How are you feeling about BYU to the Big 12 in 2023? Man, I'm feeling so good and, and just really uh, thankful and, and just have a lot of uh, appreciation for everyone that made it happen. But I also want to just recognize uh, the best fan fan base in the, in the world. And, and that's Cougar Nation. just want to let you know that I'm so happy for all of you. And that, that's why it's important for me to be on here. I know our focus is going to be on the game because uh, that's what we're, we're doing tomorrow and, and doing today's preparing. But I just want to express my, uh, my appreciation to our fan base, how awesome they were for us last week in, in, in uh, Vegas and how awesome they're going to be for us tomorrow. But congratulations. You're in the big 12. Um, and, and I'm really, really thankful that we get to do it as a group as a uh, as a athletic department with all the, the wonderful coaches and student athletes in our department so it's a lot of fun for me and I'm excited for that but uh my my most of my focus is on is on the uh, the game tomorrow and making sure our guys perform at their best we've only got 90 more seconds with you but we're glad you jumped on here uh how are preparations for the big game with Utah tomorrow going really well yeah I'm looking forward to the uh you know everything that that goes involved with it for us being uh, with together with the team to prepping last last second walkthroughs and 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 uh and video and all that stuff. I mean, it's a lot of fun. The guys are ready for it. We had a great week of preparation. Looking forward to that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kalani, what's the biggest benefit to BYU football of joining a Power 5 conference? Well, I mean, I think we've already had a Power 5 uh, type of schedule. Uh, we were really excited about that, the opportunities of the teams that we get to play. Now it's to have the consistency and knowing who we're going to play at a time and um, being in, involved in that. But for, for us right now, I mean, that's, that's down the line. Uh, we still have some tough teams on our schedule, including the one tomorrow and, and the one next year. So we're going to focus on getting this thing done. And I'm just glad that we have a great athletic director to help us ease into the transition. How will this affect recruiting, Kalani? Well, it just gives um, – I think uh, we've heard a lot of people say, well, if only you were in a P5, well, now we are. And so it, it, it allows us to get the kids that probably should have came to BYU from the very beginning, um, you know, and, and just make sure that we get them right away as freshmen. You are such a scholar and gentleman to join us on this crazy Friday. We are mustering up all the good mojo and happiness and BYU Sports Nation karma we can possibly handle, and we are sending it to you, Kalani. Take it. Enjoy it. Live in the moment. Can't wait to watch you tomorrow night. Hey, as a coach, I'm focused on the game. But let me just tell you, before I was a coach or, or a football player here at BYU, I'm always a fan, and I'm so happy for all BYU, uh, the fan base. Thank you.
Love Go it. Cougs. Go Cougs. Thanks, Go Kalani. Cougs. All right, Kalani Sitake, head football coach at BYU. <sighs> what a day, man. I'm what so, a I'm so day. happy. I'm overwhelmed with joy at BYU being in a Power 5 league in 2023. Ah, it finally happened. Today's rise and shout-out, really obvious, but presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, to BYU in the Big 12. I think it's BYU fans, like has been said, like the uh, players and coaches and administrators previously that helped get to this point. I mean, this was a thing that we all helped make happen to, to, to be a fan, to be a coach, to be a, a piece of the internal media here. This is the most validating day in BYU history. Yes. It's been so awesome. And we're going to have some real fun in the next two years leading up to that. We've done 2,090 shows on BYU Sports Nation. All of them leading didn't up, matter leading until up today. To this. <laughs> Preparing us for this moment. Uh, we thank you, BYU Sports Nation, for joining us on this two-hour special. It's been our pleasure. I know I can speak for Jerem when I say this. We're so grateful to play a part uh, in Cougar Nation and what, and what this means to BYU fans. And tomorrow night, BYU-Utah. Women's soccer, BYU-Missouri. 8 Eastern app and BYU TV. We got you. BYU Radio, a lot going on. All day sports bonanza and uh, a Friday that you will not forget ever as it leads us into the weekend. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. He was actually going to be a guest today. He got bumped up. That is not a joke. <laughs> we love you, Dennis. We love all of all of you across Cougar Nation. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Lavelle and Patty Edwards. We'll see you tomorrow for more BYU Sports. Go Cougs we in the Big did 12! It. We did it!